Welcome to the Ether. Today is Wednesday, August 24th, 2022. Today on the Ether, osmosis updates from the lab. Let's take a listen. Well, hello, scientists. It's August 24th, 2022. This is Updates from the Lab, a Twitter space for osmosis, the Interchain AMM. And we're going to get started in just a moment. Well, hello, scientists. Hello. It's August 24th, 2022. Hey. Sorry about that. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, we just went uh, interdimensional there for a second. How's it going, Sonny? Good, good. How are you guys all doing? I'm hanging in. Got a mild migraine, but uh, other than that, doing well. Oh. Better. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm doing pretty well. Uh, I'm in Croatia right now. Uh, I have this beautiful view while I'm taking this update, so I uh, can't complain. Wonderful. Uh, Croatia is a place I've been to once and really enjoyed the whole uh, Game of Thrones vibe. <laughs> yeah, they they really, especially if you go to like Southern Croatia, they really like really lean into it. Like all a little bit of over touristy uh, now, but I, I, I'm in Northern Croatia now. It's, uh, it's a pretty small town, actually. So uh, one, one of my friends, uh, his family lives here. Nice. I was going to say maybe that the northern is maybe that's more House of Dragons territory. <laughs> I, I haven't seen the new episode yet, uh, or the first episode yet. But I, have you? No, I, I haven't either. I'm. This is all aspirational. It's pretty good so far. So far, awesome. Okay, okay. <laughs> that's good to know. I, I I will check it out. Like, eh, I, I, it was a uh, pretty groundbreaking. I just don't want to get my heart. I just don't want to get my heart broken again. You know. Yeah, that ending part was just, uh, I mean, we've all participated in consensus. It's not like that. All right, that's yeah. just weird spoiler alert at the end. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, happy to, to hear that you're in a nice uh, picturesque uh, vacation spot. And um seems like there's been quite a bit of uh, st- stuff bubbling up and happening. I did want to just quickly mention that on uh, August 26th, this Friday, there's a Osmosis Support Lab Town Hall, scheduled for 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. UTC in the Osmosis Discord. So if anyone is curious uh, and hearing about what they've been doing, their upcoming funding proposal, um, and uh, if you have questions, ideas, or feedback, please uh, tune into that on Friday. Cool. Yeah, that that sounds great. Seems we're going to have discussion, uh, invigorating discussion about it on Twitter. So we're good to have like a nice synchronous discussion about it as well. Yes, absolutely. I think it's good that, I mean, be, even before the, the town hall that people are jumping in, asking question questions, it helps to, to kind of get the, the, uh, motor running. Yeah, definitely. Um, cool. So I don't know. What are some of the exciting things that you've been following in, uh, Osmosis land? Well, okay. So, I, this is a question that's that's left uh, that's that's um, came came up last week, I think, and uh, or whatever it was on off week. And the guy said, um, "I'm excited for Osmosis Spaces today. Would love for Sunny." This isn't exactly Osmosis Land, so maybe we can hold on to this later. But it's a bigger question about. Uh, I would love for Sunny to share his thoughts on the merge, specifically moving to proof of stake, where large U.S. validators like Coinbase would censor transactions at a block-producing validation level. I feel like this is a big moment for the space. Maybe a UASF user-activated soft fork. That's not a direct Osmosis thing, but that was something someone asked about. Yeah, uh, it's been an interesting topic. I mean, I'm sure everyone has heard a little about the uh, Tornado Cash. Uh, being 
uh, U.S. added to the U.S. U.S. sanctions list. Uh, definitely a uh, groundbreaking precedent in just like cryptocurrencies, where or just like sanctions law, where you know it, I think it's the first time that not a user or indiv- not an individual or entity was added to the sanctions list, but like a piece of code was added to the sanctions list, which is kind of, uh, you know, definitely very precedent setting. And I'm sure there's, there's a lot of unclarity within, in general around, around it. Um, but yeah, so, but that, that obviously has like triggered this question about like, Hey, are validators in proof of stake? And, and it's, it's not really just a proof of stake thing, right? It's, it's also a, a minor, uh, you know, I think I think some mining pools even on Ethereum right now like don't process transactions that originate from uh, any address on the sanctions list. Um, and you know, I think there's a question of like how far are validators gonna take it? You know, are they if if a validator refuses to um, create a transaction, you know, are they gonna refuse to propose blocks with transactions with sanctions from sanctioned addresses? Are they going to refuse to vote yes on block with like uh, transactions from ad- sanctioned addresses? Are they going to like, you know, refuse to stop processing the chain with ad- from addresses that have like sanctioned uh, ad- from sanctioned addresses? I don't know. There's, I guess it's like a big question. I think that, you know, I do think uh, there's a little bit of an overreaction from a lot of the crypto space right now where like, you know, I, I think that a lot of a lot of uh, people are kind of going maybe a little bit over above and beyond what is necessary. Like, you know, there's certain requirements that like are supposed to be done to like comply with U.S. sanctions law. But a lot of like projects are like, you know, kind of going way above that. Like front ends have been blocking any address that has been sent money from a like uh, address that ever interacted with Tornado Cash. And I think that's like definitely like you know, taking the most, you know, a very uh, heavy-handed view of the sanctions law. And I, 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 I think there's an extent to where there's a lot of, like, I don't know, I, I think a lot of these sanctions stuff are going to be, like, played out in courts over the next couple months uh, or even years. And I think, like, the biggest thing is that, like, you know, we shouldn't be giving in to... Uh, you know, I, I, I think for the, for, the, for the government who wants to, like, build in censorship systems in, in blockchains, right? Like, the, the worst thing we could be doing is, like, having, like, these things, like, be, like, rejected in courts, but then, like, you know, all of the crypto spaces ended up bending over backwards to, like, comply above and beyond anyways. And it's like, you know, that kind of gets rid of the whole point of these, like, censorship-resistant systems. So, you know, I, I think that... I don't know. I, I think that even in Ethereum, we're not going to see like mass scale censorship, and uh, users are just going to delegate away from the validators who like start to prov- do like do censorship. Mm, okay. Yeah, I it, it's a. I agree that it is. It's basically very complicated right now. It's hard to coordinate around it, like because that people have such, to you know, strong reactions. People are afraid of consequences. But like you said, that sort of, I mean, there was a discussion about this on Reddit and I I actually appreciate it, even though it got got a little bit petty, but like there's a granular aspect to this and the really broad stuff of, like you said, anyone who's received a dime uh, from an address that used Tornado Cash being roped in just seems so broad. I, I, I don't know. It just seems like somebody who's like, they, they don't have the time or bandwidth to actually do anything discriminating or discerning about, you know, actual criminal yeah. actors and stuff. And just, that just sounds, it seems lazy. I, I would say it's like an extraordinarily lazy kind of binary, like you're guilty or not move. Definitely. Yeah, it seems like, it, it, yeah, it's, it's a very lazy approach of like, you know, oh, we're not going to figure out how to like effectively like comply while keeping like a lot of the, purpose of what we're doing and so we're just sort of like yeah it, it seems like a very lazy uh sort of reaction to, to the situation i mean as as to like what they should do i don't know i don't know how they could uh you know if, if anything could be done to make it more tart like 
yeah, like you said, accurate or something. I, I don't know, but like, I, you know, if if that something could be figured out to avoid this kind of broad uh, brush approach, I, I, I think it would yeah. definitely be better. So, I mean, you know, we we've been chatting uh, a lot with the Void team recently about actually this is top of my mind for them as well. You know, especially uh, yeah. you have situations where developers are getting arrested. Uh, you know, they're also very a little bit trying to figure out what they're. Uh, next steps are and how to go about this. And, you know, we, we've been floating around a couple of ideas of like, you know, in general, I think that like, you know, if you think about it, the reason uh, this like tornado cash has gone after so hard was like North Korea basically laundered a billion dollars through it. And that would, that's what got like, you know, the government upset. And that, you know, how can we build systems to like, you know, encourage you know, proper use of the privacy features while, you know, still keeping these things like uh, preventing like nefarious uses of them, right? And like, so we've been like discussing with the team, like different mechanisms of going about it. Like one thing that we were thinking of was like, hey, is there technically a way for like governance to de-anonymize certain transactions? So like, let's say you have like, you know, I... I, I imagine that, look, if there was a billion dollar hack on osmosis and the hacker like put it through void, you know, there maybe would be a governance might want to uh, choose to like be able to de-anonymize those transactions. Right. And like, you know, I think obviously the standard of like what should be. De- Hello. Oh, Hello? Yeah, you, you, I think you broke up for one second, like when you were saying oh, uh, how, how we should determine what should be de-anonymized. Yeah, so I mean, I think it'll come up, it'll be up to governance and like they can like sort of make those, you know, there'll have to be a process to figure out like what the bar will be. But I think that's like, you know, I think that's one thing that could potentially help solve it. The other is like, you know, just like, you know, restrict. Oh, we lost you again. You said the other thing is restrict. All right, we got to return to this because I really want to hear what this answer is. Hey, Sonny, uh, just you cut out when you said the other thing would be to restrict and then it cut out. Uh-huh. Oh, sorry. My uh, sister keeps calling me. I think that's why it keeps cutting out. Uh, uh, that's a understandable. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, what I was saying was, uh, it, yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, governance will have to decide what, the, what that bar is. Another option for how to go about it um, is... Uh, you know, what, what is the purpose of the privacy on, on, on osmosis? You know, it's, we, we're not trying to build this like decentralized mixer and stuff. You know, I think we, for osmosis, we have a very specific use case of privacy, which is we want private trading, right? Today on every decentralized exchange, hey, leaking your entire trading history, where any account can basically say that like, hey, I, you know, you can go see that, like, hey, this address is making this trade, this trade, this trade, this trade, and you can, like, you know, you're, 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 when you go on a centralized exchange today, you can't see which account each trade is coming from, right? But on decentralized exchange, that's completely visible, and you know, people can just like are copy trading you or like stealing, you know, stealing your trading strategies and stuff, and that's like that's really what the the, the goal of like why we want privacy on osmosis. And so, you know, there's ways that we can actually do this where like, hey, you know, we can, can use, we can modify the circuit in void or to basically like, hey, instead of being like, you know, you can, you, can, you maybe you can't do transfers in the, uh, in through void, but you can, you know, use it as a private trading account. You can do trades privately, but then you, you have to withdraw back to the same account that originally deposited money depositing the money into void so that way it can't actually be used for transfers it can only be used for private trading so you know there's actually i think there's a lot of design space of like hey what can we do to actually like address the underlying problem and you know i would assume that most of uh you know most osmo holders and uh, and also governance like you know they are they, they don't want they don't want to be like uh helping north korea like launder a billion dollars of hacked money through through a privacy system you know we have very specific you know tangible use cases of why privacy is important and we should be like you know focusing on that and like making it and you know 
really pushing that positioning as well, where it's like, you know, privacy isn't supposed to, you know, right now privacy isn't pushed as like, hey, it's just like super scary thing that, you know, there's no reason anyone should be used. The only reason you possibly need it is for money laundering. And I think that's the narrative that we need to like shift as, and, and that comes with like building the architectural, the technical changes needed to like, you know, push, you know, agree with that narrative. Uh, you're preaching to the choir here. I, I love this approach. I think it's, yeah, it's, it's wise. And uh, yeah, sounds like you're doing good, good work with, with Void, trying to hash out a, a, a path forward. Yeah, I, I think the Void team has been, you know, very, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're very much on the same page where like, you know, they understand why, why privacy is important and why we're doing this. And then, you know, making sure, you know, we can ship the product that's actually useful to users. And, you know, if it, 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 it's a question of like, not having any, having this like sort of middle ground of like privacy versus like nothing at all, you know, I, I think it makes sense to do the, you know, ship whatever we can safely. You know, it's a tight rope to kind of balance on you know what you're talking about. On the one hand, we want to preserve users' privacy for very good reasons, but on the other hand, we want to prevent like actual bad actors from stealing um, money from legitimate users. You know, there's something to be said about, you know, the Google mantra of don't do it. The, the, the reason the whole um, narrative has shifted around um, this, uh, this whole narrative is, is about money laundering through it, it, it's initiated by the Ethereum merge, right? Like this wasn't, really such a big topic of conversation when ETH was on proof of work. So, you know, what the, you know, right. Right. So, so the Google motto of don't do evil is kind of, um, I don't know. We're kind of, we need to, sorry. Um, yeah. I, I'm just thinking about how, how Ethereum moved from proof of work to proof of stake. Um, and, and there's there's more censor like censorability inherent to the system now because they're they're pivoting to this more permission system, you know, and and that kind of. I, I, I'm not. Sure, I don't know. I don't actually agree. I, I feel like there's the, the 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 conflating this with the merge seems like you know people just took two events that seem to be happening in the same time frame and like. Uh, you know, trying to conflate them or like link them together in some way. I, you know, there are proof of work mining pools that are also censoring sanctioned addresses as well. So I don't think it's actually that different from the proof of work versus the proof of stake uh, system. Um, I mean, the difference would be is if one third of uh, Ethereum like validators decide to like not vote on blocks that have transactions. But that I don't think any of the uh, anyone's actually been like discussing that so far. I think most of this kind of has been around like people have been, like, even the mining pools that have been doing it have been like just not proposing blocks with, but you know, they will, they do vote on the ones that uh, have you know, sanctioned addresses. Well, I mean, the, the question is how, how do we think about this in the cosmos context? You know, because that Ethereum is just more visible because it's a bigger ecosystem, uh, and, and that's why that they're positioned to talk about this particular thing. But it applies to us as well. You know, how would we build a system where we preserve privacy without, um, you know, en enabling North Korea basically to launder money? Yeah, and I think that's why, like for osmosis, you know, like I said, I think we have a very specific use case of privacy on osmosis. And I think we should be building our uh, technical architecture to like meet that use case rather than like this generalized like use case that, you know, has a lot of like legal risk when, you know, we could instead be focusing on like, Hey, let's build the thing that's more scope to our use case and actually carries much less legal risk right now and then you know we wait for you know seeing how uh things develop in you know courts and stuff and like you know it, 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 i just think this has been this wasn't like too big of a 
reaction so early on. Like it's just been like, you know, a week or two since the event happened and there's just so much uh lack of clarity right now. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean I, I understand what, what um I think I understand what Mendoza is saying, but I just want to be clear about like your point, Sonny, that this is not just happening on proof of stake. Like looking at our Reddit thread here, uh, this is from Mountain Rabbit saying that uh, OFAC sanctioned Blender, which is a, a crypto mixer on Bitcoin on May 6th uh, for processing like, I don't know, 20 million uh, from this same group. They also sanctioned uh, this thing called Helix, which is an underground tumbler for Bitcoin. So there's like, it's happening on proof of work chains as well. It's happening um, in various, you know, this is, I, I don't think this is uh, isolated, just a proof of stake, although that might, and we may have some particular, um, I don't know, vulnerability, vulnerabilities or specific, you know, approach to it. But anyway, I just want to make that, put that out there. There, I mean, the difference is that on Bitcoin, it's higher level applications that are outside of the consensus protocol that are uh, being censored, obviously like a mixer. Right. So but then we're, what we're talking about with Ethereum is censorship at the consensus level. So that's kind of, you know, more dangerous when we talk about that. Right. And uh, this is my this is my claim as well of that because the use case of osmosis is more scoped than yeah, what sure. uh, uh what Ethereum is. It's more similar you know, osmosis's use case is more similar to Bitcoin, where it's like an app chain, right? And I think that allows us right. to be a little bit more uh, you know, finding middle ground on what's what's possible rather than having to go to the extreme. Right. So we're not in such a precarious situation as Ethereum too. Yeah, I, I think that means that we have more design space that we can explore. And can, so, just so I fully understand this, the, the the fact that it's at the consensus level, uh, and, and that, like you're saying, uh, Sunny, that, that osmosis is better parallel uh, to to Bitcoin and, and being an app chain. Um, it, but that is that. Is there any way to kind of boil that down a little bit more for people who don't fully understand the difference there? Yeah, I mean, the example is like, you know, what I, what, I, what I just mentioned about like, hey, we have a specific use case that we need privacy for, which is private trading. We can actually, you know, build that without needing the ability to like do private transfers because that's not, you know, enabling private transfers isn't, you know, the purpose of osmosis, right? We're not trying to build a private, you know, transfer system. There are people in uh, Cosmos who are building private transfer systems, you know, like Anoma with, uh, you know, they're, they're building these things, but that's like just not what we're trying to build. And so, you know, we can, if we remove that from the scope of what we're building, we, we remove a lot of legal risk as well, uh, you know, and, and we focus on things that we actually need to build. The other thing is, let me let me see if I understand this correctly, is, you know, if someone like North Korea wanted to launder money through osmosis um, because of the limited scope of the use case, it, it's not even part of the sort of application logic. Right. So they wouldn't really look to use osmosis as the most viable product to do that. Yeah. Like, look, if 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 something like Void had the ability to let's say, de-anonymized transactions by a government, would someone use it for money laundering? Probably not. Or, you know, or like in the option two, if like you literally just can't even use it for private transfers, would would someone use it for money laundering? No, because you can't use it for money laundering, right? Like we should just focus it on like for the use case that we actually need it for. Yeah, I like that. I mean, it's like a preventative measure. It's like there's a tit for tat here. If you decide to exploit this, we have a, you know, a, b a backstop. Yeah. I think it's like, like you walk into a convenience store. Are you going to rob it if you know there's, oh, there's security cameras everywhere uh, and you can't get to the tapes? I don't know. It's, it's that kind of, uh, I'm trying to come up with an analogy, but it makes sense to me. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. Well, I guess, uh, you know, some other stuff that's been going on, I think uh, people may have some, may have noticed that they suddenly got like 
some tokens has magically appeared in their account in the last couple of days, last week or so. Uh, so uh, it's been a long time coming, but the rec drop distribution process has finally, uh, you know, started. And so basically, uh, I think on the Telegram and a couple other spots, there's been a, you know, we've shared the data of like how much each, each address is going to get from the rec drop. Um, and it's based off of like, you know, which pools you were LPing in at the time and, you know, how much was actually taken from each pool. Uh, so we've actually now have distributed the token, everyone's rec drop amounts for every token except Osmo, Atom, UST, and Luna C. Um, basically, uh, you know, we're working on acquiring the assets needed to distribute the Atom and Osmo, but all the other assets have been distributed. And then the UST and Luna C, uh, they have, you know, given that they're not, you know, we could go ahead and acquire these assets from the pool, but and then distribute them. But basically, like, you know, UST and Lunacy on Osmosis is currently like disjoint from the, you know, what's available on Terra Classic right now, because, you know, Terra Classic still hasn't activated the IDC channels as necessary. Um, and so uh, what I think what we're going to do is instead of that, we're going to distribute the Osmo equivalent of uh, the UST and Lunacy instead. So, you know, I think that will be better for everyone. You know, I think, I assume the rec drop recipients would also prefer to just receive more Osmo rather than uh, useless uh, Lunacy and USDC uh, tokens. So, uh, yeah, so, you know, the, the rest of the rec drop with the Osmo at, and Adam will, should be coming in the next uh, next few days. Just, you know, uh, most of the funds that have been distributed were, so far have been the ones that were, like, returned by the, uh, by the uh, sort of exploiters. Uh, and so the, the you know the, the rest of the funds have, are are being covered by the foundation, and so there's just some like legal stuff we have to go through to make sure you know the foundation you know, to get the transfer the assets from the foundation to the uh, rec drop multi sig. Uh, so yeah, so th you know expect those to be coming uh, very soon as well. Oh, and then I guess one other thing is we we did set a cap on uh, any address that received less is receiving less than fifty cents worth of rec drop. We've actually just excluded those from the rec drop. For now, just because uh, you know, otherwise it would just be a lot of transactions uh, on the chain. For you know, if people really feel very strongly that they really want their fifty cents uh, worth of rec drop, you know, we can figure out how to do that. But unless there's been a lot of demand for that, I think it'll just save a lot of time and less spam of the blockchain to to not distribute those. That sounds fair. Uh, that Sonny, that reminds me, there was this, another question that, uh, from the community on this kind of related to this Luna thing. So I'm just going to throw it out there. Uh, they said, uh, now there's another Terra Rebels team who is trying to keep alive the old chain. Staking and burning should start in three days from now. Can you please inform about, about it and see if Osmosis team can contact them and collaborate to reopen IBC? Uh, yeah, so, you know, I've had a couple of telegrams back and forth with uh, some folks from that project. Um, you know, I've shared with them the sort of, you know, steps that would be needed to reactivate it. And they sort of said that, you know, they'll get back to us on figuring out where it is on their priorities as well. So, you know, if people want to go, uh, you know, consider, strong, you know, strongly encouraging them and asking them to, you know, prioritize opening these IBC channels, you know, please do that. We're happy to provide the technical support for it uh, and like help on like what, what needs to be done. But uh, our team just doesn't have the capacity to like coordinate it and like do all the work for it. So, um, you know, it really will be up to the, you know, yeah. So, you know, if you, if you have contact with them or you're part of their community, please encourage them to uh, help open these channels again. Okay. Thank you. Ball is in their courts. Bug them. Yeah, you know, we've shared with them like the sort of code changes that we made on the Osmosis side, you know, and they just have to sort of replicate those changes on the Terra Classic chain uh, to to do it as well. Sweet. Um, we we do have the the ecosystem grants here today with a a, a few grantees. Uh, are there more any more updates that you wanted to highlight, Sunny, before we uh, talk to them? Um. I guess uh, one other thing was uh, 
you know, people maybe maybe have saw that like uh, the, the the front page of Osmosis website has gotten had had a slight redesign to it right now. So you can you know the, the swap widget it kind of has become you know had a little design refresh as well as you know we fixed the slippage as we we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Um, and you know the swap widget uh, it takes up a little bit less space on the front page to make space for. Uh, new stuff to be added to the front page pretty soon. I'm sure people can probably guess what kind of things are going to go there. But yeah, so you know, that's uh, you know, we, we were definitely going to make the front the front page of Osmosis a lot more powerful. So yeah, looking forward to that as well. Yeah, I love that um, development that y'all did with the the front end team and everybody. It's it's very elegant UX. I know I'm just blowing smoke here, but. I posted a, like a, a clip about, I think, from that episode where you mentioned it. Um, and uh, I hadn't realized that it was already in place. But yeah, if you guys look at the swap widget now, like, I don't know. To me, that the really, really amazing UX and UI design is it's so good, you don't even notice it. Um, but well played. Thanks. Hey, Federico. Hey Good everyone! Time. Welcome. Good to How's be going, here, Federico. Good to see you. So, uh, what's going on in uh, in the Osmosis Grants program? Yeah, sure. So, yeah, today we published a retroactive blog post that goes into like what the OGP has funded since inception, which was a little over three months ago. And like we break down funding by batch, category, contributors, and all this fun stuff. And we also highlight some of the projects we'd like to fund over the next few months, since a lot of the existing RFPs are being worked on already. So we use this post as an opportunity to come up with some new RFPs and highlight them for the community. Um, yeah, I'd encourage everyone to check it out. You can find it on our website under the blog section, as well as on our most recent Twitter thread, which summarizes the post. Um, and yeah, I can also briefly mention uh, our latest batch of grants, which includes like grants to Margin to deploy their perpetual protocol and their governance contracts on osmosis. Um, we also funded Yulmos to increase the features available for Osmosis users. And another interesting one was Pine Street Labs, which is building support for Osmosis in their initial wallet of in their initial release of Wallet OS, which is basically a technical backend to extend wallet functionality for enterprises and custodians um, to attract more institutional investors to Osmosis. And yeah, I know we have some of our most recent grantees on here today. So yeah, it will be great to hear from them as well. Awesome. Is there is there any kind of um, hint you can give from from the blog post about the what you're looking for in the new RFPs? I mean, we can obviously just look at it, but if there was anything that um, you wanted to share about that. Yeah, sure. So, of course, like apps will remain a key focus going forward, um, you know, to extend the core functionalities of Osmosis um, and like funding apps that leverage its product suite will be a big focus going forward. And yeah, infrastructure, definitely another one, particularly like making Osmosis more composable. Um, by creating additional avenues for other chains or zones to integrate with the AMM will be great for Osmosis as well. And then, yeah, there's a bunch of tooling that could be built as more and more DAOs deploy on Osmosis. Like, it's important to make sure they can keep operating effectively and efficiently and securely. And yeah, and there's this new grant like RFP category, we'd like to, in, we'd encourage applicants to apply for, which is research. And there are a bunch of interesting research initiatives that could be worked on to identify new like 
revenue generating opportunities in the future and help like think about the long-term success of osmosis as well and this includes stuff as like lp incentive optimization and um research on osmosis meb and dao organizational research and all this kind of stuff and we've added all these new rfps to the list as well so people can check them out and see if if there's anything interesting they'd like to work on awesome thank you for <clears throat> for going over that uh for those of us who can't read or i mean we'll look at it i'm just being silly uh that sounds like a, a good a good set of targets for for people to um to contribute through the grants program so um is is todd there i know todd was the last time we i guess last month he was on board and we didn't get to talk to him uh from from block pain can we uh Shall we start with you or are you, uh, oh, wait, you're not added yet. When you're ready, whoever's ready, I guess we have yield most. Uh, hey guys, can y'all hear me? Yes. Uh, is my mic on? Yeah. Yep. I can hear you. I also, I got you here too, Todd. Uh, so whoever, um, uh, Todd, let's, let's Todd go for it. Todd, let's let's rock. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, welcome. So, yeah, I uh, you know, kind of kind of funny. I, I I actually was entirely done with it about a week after it got approved. So, um, I I just need to get through the process of uh, finishing up the uh, the process of uh, claiming, but. Yeah. Um, so what is tender duty? Um, it's, you know, um, when, when I first started validating, I looked at the various tools out there and there really wasn't anything that watched, um, for missed blocks per se, like, uh, traditional monitoring tools. So, you know, that, that, was tender duty v1 and it was really super basic it, uh, just subscribed to the web socket and looked at each block and if it didn't see the signature from the validator it would send a uh, a message through pager duty and uh so what what we were able to do on this grant is extend that out and actually you know add a whole bunch of functionality like you know, watching node health is my node syncing, um, put a dashboard on it, um, and use um, uh, Discord or Telegram. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's just a, a whole, whole ton of features that we were able to add to it. And I think, you know, it's, um, I write a lot of little utilities and tools and, um, tender duty's always been like the, the one thing that I'm kind of known for in, uh, the Cosmos space. It's funny because originally it was like 200 lines of code, but it's expanded quite a ways from there. Awesome. I'm glad that the grant allowed you to beef it up. Yeah. And. You know, there's there's more more stuff going on right now. Uh, one of the one of the things that was requested was the ability to remotely load a config, um, and so so I built some you know some features into it to um, allow encrypting and decrypting a config and passing in a uh, you know a password to handle that via environment variable, and the 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 reason for that is actually so that um, it's easy to deploy on a cache. So, um, you know, it it will turn out to be about two dollars a month to run uh, tender duty on a cache. So that's that's really cool. I, I think that's going to be useful to a lot of people. You know, that's great. Yeah, I was I was going to ask you why would you want to remotely load a config and uh, you you nailed it. So, yeah. um, really, uh, so nice to hear about this. 
Yeah, thanks for the opportunity, and I'll uh, I'll give somebody else a chance to to talk about their project there. Sweet, uh, Yobmo, sir, or, and thank and thank you, Todd. Thanks for coming on board, uh, Yobmo, sir. Are you uh, are you ready? Yeah, sure. So, talk to us about what you're working on and and why. Sure. Um, first, thanks for thanks for the grant. We we definitely appreciate it. We put a lot of work into it, a lot of sweat, blood, and tears. We sort of got uh, two things going on right now. Um, first is, um, well, I guess the general premise is, um, you know, trying trying to use AuthZ, um, a module within the Cosmos SDK that allows users to grant very specific permissions uh, to another wallet to be able to perform, um, you know, permissioned actions on their behalf. What does that mean? You grant Yieldmos uh, permission to claim staking rewards and then delegate them back to a list of validators. Um, and then that's sort of sort of um, the first thing that that we came out with. And then probably six ish six ish weeks ago, maybe we also launched um, LP pool compounding on Osmosis. Um, so you you don't have to give up. Um, custody of your asset. You don't have to unbond from a pool and then hand that over to Yieldmost, right? You can just delegate these permissions using the OC module that allows Yieldmost to join a pool on your behalf with your assets and then bond those assets to a bonding period that you specify. And we've been uh, working on, you know, making that stable and scaling that. Probably getting ready to move that from alpha into beta very soon. Um, so yeah, those are those are sort of the two things that we have brought to Osmosis, and why? Well, we we saw we all sort of we all we started almost before before all this happened, but we all saw what happened to um, Celsius and Voyager and A3C and those other custodial services that um, take your money, promise you a yield, and then they might or might not pay out. And you have no idea what they're doing with your money. You have no idea how you're actually earning yield. Um, and this sort of goes beyond that too, right? I mean, you look at some of the more traditional DeFi like Yearn, it's the same thing, right? You have to hand over your assets to a smart contract. You have to hand over your assets to an organization. And they, they then do things on your behalf. And when they have control over your assets, they can do whatever the hell they want with them, right? They're going to promise you that they're not going to do X or Y, but we all know that, that things don't always work out like that, right? So hoping to be able to, you know, kind of walk back on, on sort of what's happened in crypto, which is handing over custody of your assets to other people. Like with Z now, there, there should be absolutely no reason for, um, for that type of thing, right? We should be able to create a system where where you can delegate permissions to to another organization, to another person, and they're able to do those very specific things, right? And I think I think we're all might might not might think that this is sort of a foreign foreign concept um, because we're all used to giving up our custody to to, to another thing, right? But when you think about um, let's say a Google document, right? When you create the Google document, you can give someone three different permissions, right? Owner, editor, or viewer. And depending on what permission they have, depends on what actions they can take with that document. And you, you can sort of extrapolate this to like all aspects of life, right? Keys, prohibit access in buildings, passcodes, um, parental controls on TVs and tablets. It's all over the place. It's, it's time to bring it to crypto. Dude, I, we, I have this in my household based on uh, how ice cream is divided between me and my wife. Tell me more. Oh, no, it's just that, like, if you're going to eat a pint of ice cream, uh, you have to leave half for the other person unless they... What, what, I, what I'm saying is that we... There's people, people draw boundaries, you know? Like, not everything has to be a, like, mm -hmm. you know, a clear, like, it's yours or mine. Like, you can... Uh, I, I was being a little bit facetious, but but I, I agree, 100% agree with, with you uh, that this is not a weird 
or foreign concept, you know. Thanks. I'm glad to hear that. Um, yeah, and I, I like it. There was one. I had one question about the first part uh, when you were talking about the um, with yield most. You don't. You said something about how you don't have to unbond the LP pool first. This is just like a practical thing. Like, do you have to? Because then when you described it, it sounds like you do have to um, give delegate the permissions, and then yield most um, you creates the the LP. It's not like you can take it if you have an LP position now and hand it. Um, Absolutely, no, that's exactly oh, that's exactly what you're doing. You're t- you're handing oh, awesome. over the man. Yeah, you're handing over the management of your current LP position over to Yieldmost through the delegation of those specific permissions. Oh, awesome. Okay, that's great. Yeah, that that's that makes it super easy. It's really good UX, uh, you know, user ex- experience, so that like people can just start doing it whenever they want to. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and you can turn it off too at whenever you want. There's no, there's no commitment. Um, there's no fees being charged right now. It's completely free service. Um, in exchange, we ask for feedback. We want, we want your feedback and we want your ideas. We want people to come and present us with this cool yield opportunity that involves 17 different steps. Like I want, I want people to come and talk to me about things like that. Awesome. Um, yeah. And, and is this functional now? Yeah. Great. So. Have at it, folks. In alpha. <laughs> free, free alpha. Indeed. There's been, there's been some hiccups here and there, um, but we've, we've worked through a ton of bugs, a ton of edge cases, um, and, and scaled it to about 400-ish users at the moment, I want to say. So, so we're, we're, getting, we're getting ready to move it to beta. This is great. I just added Nate, who looks like you're also with Yieldmost, if you wanted to add anything. Or no, sorry. Yield Maxi, totally different. Um, my bad. Um, sweet. Yeah. If, if folks have uh, questions for, um, for the Yieldmost team, uh, hang around and, um, I think we should, or, or Sonny, anyone else have questions or stuff they want to ask of, um, a <clears throat> block of Todd or, or, uh, Yieldmost. Okay. We'll take that as a no. Um, or unless, unless. What about the good folks at Margin? Sorry. Yeah. I was going to say, I want to folks. Okay, let's go. Let's rock it, Marge. Yeah. Thanks, thanks uh, for being here. Sorry. Well, I'm not sorry, but you're last. Uh, it's, there's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes you save the best for last. First, you're last. Yeah. <laughs> um, Welcome. So, hi, everyone. I'm Max from Margin. So, um, the TLDR of Margin is we are building generalized margin engines for Cosmosm Network. And, like, our sort of our first product that we want to bring to market are Perpetual. Um, so, I've would assume most people know what perpetuals are, but they're uh, you know they're non-expiring uh, derivative contracts for crypto assets. Well, I guess uh, on this on the centralized exchanges, you can probably find some non-crypto assets as well. But obviously, uh, we're proper crypto heads, so we think that they should be on-chain and decentralized perpetuals to do. And our grant from Osmosis is around uh, the helping us bring our governance contract more quickly to to mainnet. And so that's what we've been doing. Uh, kind of keeping it otherwise simple is so uh, the architecture of our um, our perpetuals are using a VAM in our sort of V0, but we have some ideas on how to make that more efficient, like how to grow liquidity with the open interest and also to add like maybe more GMX style um, price discovery and market making as, as time develops, but that's obviously all in the works. Um, so for our like V0 minimal viable product that we should hopefully have deployed on Osmosis main, mainnet as soon as humanly possible, we've actually like literally just got an order report. So things are ticking over quickly and quite happy with kind of that. So it's not completely uh, fudged for want of a better word and like, but you can tell they they really looked into it. That's always nice. Um, and yeah, we've also got like a testnet live. It's actually on Juno's testnet. And you head over to our website and you can go and play with it. Uh, but someone did actually build a massive position and use all the liquidity yesterday. And it may have actually been me. Um, <laughs> so, so don't be surprised when the candlesticks are quite extreme. So yeah, um, 
not really sure uh, what else people would like to know. I mean, I guess perpetuals are quite a um, a known concept, but yeah, happy happy to answer any uh, very deep technical questions. I, I have a question about what um, we we have an interest in perpetual. Stuff. I was just curious, how are you going to decide on which tokens you're going to support? So, ah, so that you, this is a great question. I would almost say you're a plant. So, like, in our V, in our like, I say V, not using the belief, but like, in our initial state, we want to deploy, um, we want to be like the perpetuals for the native tokens of each layer one. So, on Osmosis, on Osmo, on Juno, Juno, and like, kind of the sort of the thesis there being like the anti app chain thesis in a way. So, someone from Osmosis is going to shout at me, but like, that. Okay, I'm token holder token X. I'm on so I obviously have I have my tokens on uh, L1X. So like I would probably want to hedge my portfolio and use the perk on that network. Maybe that's true. Maybe that's not true. But then like kind of come into your question more directly. What like other things would we list? Is like we get through our governance. Um, <laughs> to to be honest. Um, so yeah, like through our through our governance and you know, it's a like kind of what, what the community want to us, you know, to a certain degree, obviously like you're not going to list every single token, but like the in inverted commas, blue chip, Cosmosm, Cosmos uh, tokens, like that's like, hopefully they'll be listed on our osmosis. And like the other thing to say there is like, so on an L1, you like, we've already got cross margining for your margin account. So like if you have perpetuals positions on an L1 for multiple tokens, like you'll, already be cross-margined. Um, then I thought the, the question you were going to ask, and like quite a lot of people have been asking us about, is like staked asset. Like that's, if someone's got bright ideas of how to do that, like we'd really be willing to listen to us, ideate for one of uh, another adjective. If, um, because there seems, seem, people seem to really like it. Um, I mean, from my perspective, there's a bit of like a, pricing problem maybe but anyway that's maybe something to discuss uh not like off the top of my head on the twitter space there's a hand thank you hey oh. sorry hey, hey what's up nate welcome what do you How's what do you going? got thanks kevin appreciate appreciate the time a uh, long time uh power user of uh, osmosis and and all these apps I'm, it's a pleasure to to hear from them I'm curious if uh, the both teams that just spoke, so Margined and um, and Yilmos, could potentially collaborate to create vaults where you can combine positions in uh, LP pools uh, with uh, positions in perpetuals or options. I've seen it done on other chains like this, where you can create sort of a delta neutral esque position. Um, to create these yield uh, opportunities. So I'm just curious if, if you guys are thinking about that or, or how you think about it. Have, have you read my mind? Have you looked at, have you hacked my computer? What is going on here? No, <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm just a yield maxi, man. <laughs> yes, that's, that is what our interest is in perpetuals is exactly that. So, yeah, so that's what I do manually. I do that manually with my own portfolio. And so I've always wanted to build something or do something in the space on Cosmos so we can connect on that later. But I just think it's super interesting to be able to offer a vaulted strategies that are, you know, it's like democratizing um, access to these delta neutral strategies that only like market makers do with high amounts of capital, giving that access to, you know, call it retail or crypto native retail rather. So great yeah. question. I mean, uh, I mean, from our perspective, like we hope people do that with, with uh, margin. Um, but obviously like, uh, you know, given bandwidth, like it's not something we've been like really like focusing our attention on, but like, yeah, some, the, one of the, one of the people from secret, network actually keeps mentioning this to me um and yeah like hope like if you have want to do some like further discussion later like totes up for that we've we've done we've done quite a bit of um research into this and at at the moment with with how auth c um auth ibc transfers work or rather the granting of the permission 
it's it's kind of a dangerous permission to give out. So we haven't um, we haven't released anything, but we are we are trying to get that locked down so that it's, it's a little bit more possible. Up until today, um, the perpetuals always lived on their own L1, right? You have Injective and um, there's a couple products coming out on Comdex, and then there's also the ability to short on Kava. In order for you to be able to properly rebalance things, you need to be able to move assets between networks. But if you have every all the assets on one network, or if the margin product is taking care of the liquidity slash TVL slash whatever on its own, then that changes things a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah, I, w- I would. Right. Uh, can I ask a smooth brain question here, uh, just to rewind for a second, um, not not to stop the flow, but like, can someone just explain what perps are for or perpetuals uh, for for those of us who, who aren't uh, full full yield max EV gens? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's a derivative contract, and like the TLDR is like you buy it at a price for an amount, and depending whether you go long or short, if number go up you get paid if number go down you lose money like very simply i don't know if someone might have a beautiful <laughs> beautiful tldr i like how you took out the, the articles if number go up there's something really interesting about perps which is when you're when you enter into a perpetual contract it's essentially like a futures contract that never expires so you never actually have to deliver so the only thing you need to post depends on the exchange would be the difference between the price you entered at the contract and the current market price, right? Um, and so it's, it's a very capital efficient way to enter into a position, which is why it's interesting to combine that with, um, with LP positions, essentially, to hedge risk at a very, in a very low cost manner. That's why it's really interesting to combine it. That's just my two cents there. I, I have to get going because I have one o'clock. But um, thank you for having me. I appreciate this a lot. And Margin, um, please, please follow me so I can DM you. Let me slide into your DMs. Yeah, I think they're open anyway. But I shall follow you. Follow you. <laughs> thank you. Bye, everyone. Yeah. Th- thank you, Yilmos. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Max. Uh, I think. I mean, we we can take another question, or can we? I'm just checking in uh, if anyone has them. Okay. Uh, well, this has been uh, fairly fruitful. I, I appreciate everybody hang, hanging out. Um, great question from, from, uh, from Nate and, uh, and Todd Margined. Um, good to see uh, Shango here. Thanks, everybody, for, for uh, popping in. And anything to add, Sonny? No, that's it. Thank you, guys. Awesome. Thanks, everybody. Have a great rest of your uh, Wednesday, and um, stay posted. Thanks. Thanks. Bye, everybody. Thanks. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was Osmosis Updates from the Lab, recorded on Wednesday, August 24th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Waking up like a basement dweller Stepped out the door and her braces yelling 2020, what an ugly shit show Staring at the fucking rig roll from the get-go Looking outside, the whole state's on fire The fuck do you expect when you embrace the liars And replace the writers with AI just like us Emaciated models killing bright birds First in, last out, picture me rolling The worst time to cash out, so what you holding? The Burks gonna cash cow country stolen Drooling over chicken like the goose is golden Trying to be so full, spitting that molten Lava from the bottom of the caldera I'm hot and gonna put it in a bottle And offer it to the god who hit the gas full throttle Blasting off in a rocket The many people who will, will see things happen to them That are in their favor Tell someone's looking over me. That's a that's a fascinating phenomenon when that happens. And what, when you analyze those situations, what you find is is that we as humans simply have a profound inability to understand statistics and probability. Stitching these writings, living that life like who would have guessed you turn out this nice, right? Avoiding stress, that's the motherfucking secret. Print that shit on a motherfucking leaflet. I'm just an asshole hooked on the bricks. Looking at the rectangles, damn, they kinda thick. We've gone through a whole lot of kings here. 
Cutting off heads just to bring cheer Getting all fired up, Tiger King line them up When you'd give an arm and a leg just to try the junk On some first time buyer's luck Alexa, set a reminder and remind me to buy a bunch And put your hands up if you fuck this year And keep them in the air if you're picking up the spare And put your mask on just to go outside Looking at the planet about to downsize So climate change will not make Earth Basically, every other coastal city that we've spent thousands of years building uh, in the, since the dawn of civilization. Ten spaces.